Fat 90s Wrestling Podcast. Today, we've got a very, very special guest. He's a veteran of professional wrestling, and at this current minute, he's teaching the next batch of superstars from Egypt. Mr. Ricardo Rodriguez, how you doing? Oh, good morning, buenos dias. Uh, doing great, man. Uh, as you said, I'm, I'm right here in Egypt at the moment. I'm in Cairo. Uh, it's 1 o'clock here to 11 o'clock your time. Um, so, like we were saying before we started recording, this is kind of nice for a change that we're doing this early versus yeah. later. Uh, we're getting old, so like we rather do things in the morning than, than the afternoon. But other than that, man, I'm I'm having a great time. I, I love it out here. Yeah, it looks amazing. And uh, I remember because uh, we've been going back and forth on Twitter for quite a while, and you mentioned you had some big news. And when you said you was going to Egypt, I, I knew how excited you was to actually go over there and. Uh, Seeing the, I think Carlito's back over here, uh, back in America now, but Carlito and uh, Chris Masters joining you over there as well. Like you've just been having such a great time, just visiting the pyramids and the sphinxes, and that it looks such a great time. It's been it's been a nonstop uh, journey since I got here. I've been here for what six weeks, seven weeks. Yeah. Um, this is about seven weeks, and it's been nonstop meetings and and meetings and uh, the training because we we we. Uh, unlike, unlike when I went to India, this is, they already kind of had an idea of what to do. So, so as soon as I got here, we started with the meetings. We, we, the very first week we had Carlito and Chris Masters out here. We did a presentation, um, so we can have something to present to the TV executives and, um, just something to present. So, so with that already done, as soon as that happened, we started getting the ball rolling even further and faster. Uh, well, like I said, uh, TV executives and especially out here that, um, because of COVID and everything, uh, a lot of tourism has taken a big hit, especially here in Cairo. Yeah. So we've been selling that to to government offices um, to see if we can get their approval or their assistance um, moving forward for once we eventually do the big shows. Um, so we've been we've been get, getting the ball rolling as as, as soon as it got here. Um, yeah. The, the students have been picking up really well. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's been it's been it's been really fun. It's been a, a hell of a time since I've been out here, and and I know what we have planned. Uh, it's still a work in progress, but we have some big stuff planned here for for the short amount of time that I, I will be here. So I'm excited for what's happening. Awesome. And uh, you mentioned uh, lockdown. Obviously, COVID is the big thing. What's been around the world now? It feels like it feels like forever now. Uh, we never had a 2020. It was just COVID. And uh, over here in the UK, at the minute, we're going. Our cases have spiked again. This is the highest it's ever been. So we're in like our third lockdown. But how's it been in Egypt? Because obviously it's a warm weather country. So I would imagine it hasn't been as bad over there. Yeah, uh, well, from what I understood was when it first happened, people kind of took it seriously. And yeah, um, they, they shut down a lot of stuff out here. And they kind of, they they, they, they bit the bullet. And, and they just said, all right, well, well, I guess we're screwed for a little while, and let's get it over with. Um, yeah. Let's do what they're this is what they're telling us, and let's just get it over with. And essentially, that's kind of what happened. Uh, yes, there's still restrictions. There's still restrictions when it comes to like big uh, gatherings and this and this and this. Um, you still have to wear a mask. Uh, I got checked, man, for like four times at the airport before you know going through customs. Um, I got checked in in Florida before I flew out. I got checked in Detroit on my layover. Um, yeah. I got checked in, in Paris when I landed. Uh, and like I said, I got checked like four times when I landed here before we wow. went through custom. Um, but, but uh, another thing that I've noticed out here as well, 
Um, yeah, nobody likes the masks. Nobody likes them. Uh, oh. Same as being back home, nobody likes them. But nobody makes a big fuss. It's not like in the U.S. with all these little Karens and and I don't know what the male version of Karen is, but all those folks <laughs> over there, uh, those idiots. Uh, my freedom. Shut, shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah. So like when when somebody tells you, "Hey, mask," they're like, "Ah, shoot, I forgot my mask." And they'll go, they'll put it on, and then they carry on. Um, so like, yeah. So they 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 comply here, and um, it's helps. It's helped. Now awesome. it's it's up to the rest of the other uh, spots to kind of do the same, so we can kind of get going uh, and yeah. get over to this. And so we can all move forward because we're all in this together. Unfortunately, as a society, we move as slow as, as the slowest member. Yeah. Or we move as fast as the slowest member. Uh, America. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's, I mean, we're like, like I said, we're all in this together. Uh, yeah. Cool. That sounds good. Sounds like uh, that. That sounds like they're doing a better job than most of everyone else. So at least it sounds pretty good. So, so I suppose we'll uh, get to your career and uh, we'll go to the beginning. So, uh, your childhood, I would imagine you was a fan of wrestling at a young age. Yeah, uh, I mean, I always I grew up uh, in you know Mexican family. I'm, I'm Mexican. My parents are Mexican. I was yeah. born in the U.S., but my parents are Mexican. Uh, my first experience with was with lucha libre when I was a child uh, down in Mexico. Um, I was a big fan of guys like Octagon, Ultimate Dragon, Atlantis, uh, Máscara Sagrada, so many of those guys that, that were a big inspiration for me growing up because to me that was such an amazing look. The masks, yeah. the high-flying, the capes. Uh, to me, they were real-life superheroes that I can see in, you know, in person. Um, but once I moved back to the U.S., we, you know, we weren't a, a, a wealthy family or anything. We didn't have TV. We didn't have any of that stuff. Um, so I kind of gave it up for a little while. And um, it wasn't until much later, once I got older, that I started watching pro wrestling, but the American style again. Uh, and yeah. that took me a little while. That took me a little while to get used to it because it wasn't what I was used to. It yeah. wasn't the mask. It wasn't the, the capes. It wasn't the high flying. Um, so that took me a little while to get used to it. And then uh, I I believe it was WrestleMania, what was it, like 17? And it was uh, the TLP match uh, with yeah. uh, the Hardy Boys, Ash and Christian and the Dudleys um, that I was just like, wow, this is such, this is amazing. This is a beautiful, this is awesome, man. Like, yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy hanging from the titles and then Edge spearing him. Uh, that to me was the moment I was like, that's freaking cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to do this. Um, and then from there, eventually, I started watching more. And eventually, I went to got trained. And 14 years later, here I am in, in Egypt. <laughs> cool. And uh, you're training there. So I would imagine, like you said, that sphere was the moment you was like, yeah, I actually want to be a wrestler. So, uh, what was your training like? And I knew you worked on the uh, Independence. I think I'm pronouncing the name right. Uh, Chimera, is that right? Yeah, Chimera was my, my name on the Independence. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Greek mythology, and that's where it comes yeah. from. It's a Greek monster. Um, right. It's a band. Uh, that's not where I got it from. Um, <laughs> but they're a good band. And, uh, no, yes, yeah, so I, I did the Independence for four years uh, before I got hired by WWE. Um, so I was very thankful of everybody that, that helped me out um, on independence. And then, you know, whether it was like training or the bookings or um, I got to travel way before WWE. Um, yeah. And a couple of tours of Europe, uh, mainly to Germany. Uh, I started getting, I was all over the, the, the West Coast, uh, California, Arizona, Nevada. Uh, I was starting to branch out to the East Coast 
Uh, I had worked Chikara and I was starting to make connections there. Um, I had worked for Dragon Gate USA. And yeah. then right before, um, right after that, right immediately, almost immediately after that, I got hired by WWE. So I was yeah. starting to build a, a name um, on the independence before I got hired. Um, so that was four years there. And then I was like four or five years in WWE. And then the rest of my time was obviously now in the independence that because of the WWE fame or name, excuse me, WWE name, I was thankful enough to, you know, go even more places uh, like the Australia, uh, obviously India, uh, yeah. and now Cairo. Cool. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, it was like three or four years and, you know, you're straight in WWE. So it was pretty like quick journey for you. And uh you joined WWE and they um, paired you up with Alberto. So whose idea was it for you to become the uh, ring announcer, essentially Alberto's manager? Well, it, I, it, I think it was just a, a mixture of a bunch of events that kind of led to it, sort of. Um, I think they already came in with the idea of looking for somebody going into uh, Los Angeles, because that's where I'm from. I'm from Los Angeles. Um, yeah. And obviously it's a very big Latino population there. Um, so I think they were already came in looking for somebody. Uh, my tryout was uh, in all the day after the day after SummerSlam 2010 at the Staples Center. Um, so we did a, a tryout tryout. We didn't do like, oh, you're gonna go as an extra and then see if something happens. No, we we went in for an actual tryout. Um, wow. It was like 10 in the morning. We did we did uh, matches. We did this and this and this. And then after it was that raw uh, on Monday. Uh, afterwards, um, I was approached by by Ty Bailey, who was the the the, the talent scout at the time before Kane and Seaman. Um, and uh, he basically approached me and asked me if you know a bunch of questions. And uh, and then I was approached later on by two other folks um, if I wanted to do this whole ring announcing thing uh, the next yeah. day for, on SmackDown. So then I went to SmackDown. I did the whole ring announcing deal. Um, for, for Alberto, which at the time, I didn't know who he was. Um, I wasn't watching WWE at the time because of my job. Uh, yeah. So I was never home for Raw or whatever. I just didn't watch it. Um, or the days that I was home, home, I was at training. Um, so I, didn't wa I wasn't up to date with the current WWE stuff. So I contacted a friend of mine who was a big, big wrestling fan. So I was like, hey, man, who's, who's this guy? Let me know who this guy is. And then he told me who he was, and then I just lost my mind. I was like, man, that's awesome. I know who he is now. Because, uh, yeah. like I said, growing up Lucha Libre, I know who he was. I know who his family is. Yeah, I know who his family is. So that's when I just lost my, lost my shit. <laughs> uh, but eventually, we, we, did two, we did two tapings of SmackDown. We did uh, that Tuesday and then a Wednesday. Because the following week, WWE was going to go to to Europe. Or SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown, because they, they had the, 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 the brand split. So SmackDown okay. was going to go to Europe for two weeks. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was the same, the same tour that the SmackDown guys got stuck in Europe because of the volcano in Iceland or Greenland. Yeah. I yeah, think it was that same week. Um, so anyway, so we were doing a, taping, a double taping of, of uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So anyway, so uh, I, did the, I did the whole thing. Um, I got approached after that Wednesday night, and they're like, hey uh, – are you hired by anybody? You know, I was like, no, I'm, I'm not in the contract. And then they just gave me the contract on the spot. Wow. Um, it took, it took like two months for me to officially become a, a WWE superstar. Yeah. Uh, because I had to wait, they had to wait the, the, for the contract, the physical. Um, so I was basically like an extra for like two months. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, I just kind of went from there, and then eventually Alberto and myself, we got really close, and uh, and I think that that chemistry kind of portrayed, uh, carried on to to on screen, because we were always together, we were always right together, we we uh, what we roomed together. Uh, uh, he, I mean, he took care of me because I was brand new, I didn't know anything. So between yeah. him and Chavo, him and Chavo, they kind of took me uh, under their under the wing, and then they took care of me. So. I like to think that the time that we spent together kind of, like I said, portrayed onto the screen. Uh, so I'm thankful for, for that time. And I'm thankful that we, we had that, that chemistry together. Cause I, this is just me being biased maybe, but I do have a strong belief that um, nobody in the, in the years after had that kind of a chemistry, at least maybe yeah. closely, but, I don't think people didn't have that same chemistry or timing to uh, together because there's a lot of things that we did that nobody told us, hey, do this. We just did it. And it just it was just natural for us because, again, we, we learn each other's timing. Um, yeah. So and, I, I uh, think that was, that was special. Yeah. And uh, you was quite young as well. I think when you were in WJ, was you like 22, 23? You was still quite young when I you. Was 24. I was 24 when I, when 24, I got hired. Yeah. So still quite I'm 34 young. now. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm 34. Uh, yeah, I was young and um, I made a lot of mistakes. I was dumb. Uh, I thought <laughs> I was on top of the world. Uh, yeah. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> cool. And uh, one of the big feuds you was put in pretty much straight away was with uh, Rey Mysterio. And like you said, you growing up Lucha Libre and the Mysterio name in Mexico. Uh, what was it like this being like the first feud and working with Rey Mysterio? It was it was such a dream come true because yeah I grew up I mean I knew everybody knows the Rey Mysterio is and and starting off uh, the career with him I mean that was just unreal it was so amazing yeah. and uh, a dream come true really and I remember the the very first six one nine that I ever took uh, uh, in my head I was like don't be a bitch don't put your hands up don't put your hands up <laughs> uh, and I took it straight in the face and I quickly regretted it uh, because Ray has. Ray, Ray has knee braces, and, and I got to feel his knee braces quite a bit oh, yeah. a few times. Yeah, so I felt those uh, a few times. But it was, it was, it was great, man. It was, it was such a dream come true, really. Uh, cool. and, and most of those guys didn't know that I knew how to wrestle. So they were always very careful at first. But once they got a hang of like, oh, he can move. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I can wrestle. I know how to wrestle. Um, <laughs> things became a lot easier. But now Ray was always great. Yeah, cool. And uh, with Del Rio, like, uh, they strapped the rocket to him pretty early on. Like, they pushed the two years quite strong. And uh, the Royal Rumble, where uh, he entered and you won it. But there was the uh, moment at the end where it looked like Santino was going to win it. And I remember that Santino was so over at this time. And yeah. he, it was such a big reaction. What was it like being that moment and then Del Rio winning it? And you, like, you could... I, I watched it again last night, and uh, the emotion, like, the, you said the chemistry between you and Del Rio, and the emotion when he won it, and to me, it looked so pure and honest, because both of you was hugging in the ring, and like you were crying, and you announced him as the winner. How was that moment? It was, uh, we were in Boston, we were at the TD Garden in Boston. Um, yeah. it, was, it was, man, so... Obviously, growing up, and you, you, you see, you know, wrestling. Obviously, you know the Royal Rumble, you know WrestleMania, you know SummerSlam, you know Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, those the big four. Uh, so, so being a part of the Royal Rumble was awesome. And then um, we knew going in that they had big plans for Alberto. We knew that, 
but we didn't yeah. know how big of a plan. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like being, being a part of it was awesome. And then when he won it, um, the, the, you feed off of people. This is why I, I do miss the crowds. We feed off of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so when it happened, it was so real. And cause we knew we were going to WrestleMania at that point. Now, when yeah. they told us that Alberto was winning, it was like, Oh shit, we're going to WrestleMania. We're doing WrestleMania. Um, it was, it was awesome. And, uh, for for that time frame, the first year or so, uh, because we knew Ray was going was on his way out at the time. Ray yeah. was on his way out, so they needed something for the Latino culture, That's right. uh, the community. And we were that we were that well, mostly him. Uh, I was just the side piece. <laughs> that, that was just the decoration. Uh, uh, we were we were those people for the Latinos. Uh, and and that that felt pretty cool that to to because we were always talking about representation, yeah. um, so we were being represented as the guys for the Latino market. Uh, I mean, you have a guy like Alberto, you know, your, your stereotypical tall, dark, and handsome thing, you know. <laughs> um, and then and then you have the the comedy relief. Um, so I was I was cool, and and being starting it off with the Royal Rumble, winning it. Uh, and then going on to WrestleMania and then doing all these events and then being a part of all the media outlets, all the media tours. Uh, the, there was like one time that we were on the road for, it wasn't even a tour, a wrestling tour. It was like just, a, uh, we were so busy. I was away from home for like 22 days because we wow. were constantly, we would do Raw, SmackDown, the, the live events. And then we'd go off to like Nesson, New York for a couple of days, do media, go back to, but go back to wrestling, and then go to Miami for more media for like a couple of days, and then go off to like, let's say Los Angeles for a couple of days to do media. Uh, it was like 22 days, the longest that I was away from home without tours. Um, yeah. So that was cool at the time. But it all started, yeah, with the Rumble, because obviously once, once you, the Rumble happens, that's a full steam ahead to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, before we get to WrestleMania, you've done a pit stop uh, NXT and you and uh, Dario was uh, the pros for uh, Connor from the Ascension and that eventually moved to uh, Brothers Clay. What was it like doing NXT? And like <laughs> you defeated uh, Connor uh, as well. Uh, so I know, what was it like? I know at first, at first because Alberto was on, on everything on SmackDown at the time. Yeah. So like Alberto hated doing the, 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 the NXT thing. Because they were taking him away from you know, because his focus obviously is SmackDown. That's yeah. That he's on the main. He's on the main events on SmackDown. He's he's barely getting there. He's just got there, so he doesn't want to mess anything up. So he would just hate. He hated doing NXT. Not because of of the guys. He 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 appreciates the guys and everything. He just he was just being taken away from SmackDown. Um. So he's like ah. So and this is how we kind of swindled the way we we, we weasel our way through this. Because I started slowly kind of butting into a bunch of stuff. Um, and then and then eventually, I don't know how it happened, but I think Alberto told him, hey, I mean, I'm busy. He told like, one of the writers, I'm busy. I can't do it right now because he had a whole bunch of promos to go do. So he left. And then I was there. I was like, I, I, I think it was one of those, like, I'll do it. I mean, I'm here. And then I think that's kind of how the whole, whole transition happened. And Alberto left eventually NXT. And then I did it. Um, yeah. And then that's where I started building the relationship with with Connor, uh, uh, with Ryan, and uh, it, we just got really close. We got really close. Um, that was a lot of fun. And then uh, I don't know if he told you when um, when he got eliminated, when I when I eliminated him, because um, we had that match and we were I think in Oklahoma. Yeah, we were in Oklahoma, 
And uh, so I, we, I pinned him, whatever. We, I get through the back. He's still in the ring. And then they tell me, hey, go back out there and tell him he's eliminated. I was like, what? All right. <laughs> uh, what? No, what? He's like, yeah, 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 just go out there. Just make fun of him or something. Say something like he's eliminated. I'm like, no, man, that's, that's fucked up. Because uh, <laughs> first of all, that's my friend. And, I know, and at that point, I knew once you're eliminated, you go back down to FCW. And you're right. not on the road anymore. So right. you're losing him. Um, so, uh, so he's doing an interview, I believe, I believe he was doing an interview, I think with like one of the, I don't know, I think Matt Stryker, uh, by the ring. And then I come out and I do the whole spiel and then, uh, he's walking, he, I go to the back, he comes back and I hug him. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. Uh, I was like, they made me do it. They made me, I'm so sorry. And, uh, and then we talked about it afterwards. Um, I think at the hotel or either backstage or at the hotel, we talked about it. I was like, dude, yeah. I'm so sorry, man. I did. I, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah. But I mean, we kept in touch over the years and, and, you know, we worked together uh, down in NXT, like actual NXT. Now we work together. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, I, I love that dude. Like uh, we've, we've been there for each other for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Great guy. And uh, I mentioned to you, I interviewed him and uh, really great guy. And, like really appreciate his time in WWE and and it makes and it's a bit of a change because sometimes you, you do hear people's like really disgruntled with WWE but he yeah, was just I was so one of them. It, yeah uh, but he was just appreciate he said you know I met my wife in Deep South without WWE I wouldn't met my wife wouldn't have had my kids but yeah. um you know but really great guy and he like we'll get to the ascension later but um it was great but. You made your way to WrestleMania, uh, I think it was 27. So you mentioned like you watched WrestleMania 17 and 10 years later, you're in the opening match part of it at WrestleMania 27. Really, you mentioned that. Like, actually, I didn't even realize that was 10 years. It was a yeah. 10 year on the mark. And then yeah. the year prior, the, the year prior for WrestleMania 26 was in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and I was, I wasn't at the at WrestleMania, but I was at that WrestleMania weekend because that's when I worked Dragon Gate. I worked Dragon right. Gate for uh, two days. Um, and then, yeah, so we did that. That was in Phoenix. And then the next year, obviously, we were part of one of the main events of, of WrestleMania. Um, yeah. That whole thing was was cool, man. It was so surreal at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Uh, it was like 62,000 or something people, something yeah. like that. Um, so that was that was surreal. Uh, uh, I've, I've been a fan of WrestleMania. I, I was at WrestleMania 21. In LA, I was a fan. Oh, yeah. uh, went, uh, I was sitting right behind Motorhead. Um, oh. So, so that was cool. That was a cool experience. I've been to a couple of Raws and Smackdowns. Um, so now to be a part of WrestleMania and something that I've always been proud of that aside from The Rock, because The Rock came out first, he did his yeah. his, his introduction, um, uh, and then obviously Justin Roberts, and I was I was the third person there. But we opened up WrestleMania. Um, yeah. So th- for those what. 20 to 40 seconds, you know, everybody was looking at me and, and not just at the, at the stadium, but all over the world, that was, whoever was watching. So that's pretty cool. And one of those things that, that I'm very proud of was that this little kid from El Barrio down in, in L.A. got out and then he did this, this thing, these things. Um, and I'm representing and I'm, I'm, I'm anywhere like even I, I don't know if it's on my name here on my uh, Skype thing. But like I'm, on a lot of stuff, I put eight one eight because that's my area code in 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 L A. Right. Uh, you know, like I represent my 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 flags, uh, my Mexican American flags. 
So I, I'm very big about representation. And I'm like, yeah, I'm from L.A. I'm from Van Nuys, California. I'm from the San Fernando Valley. I'm from 818. Uh, yeah. so that, that's freaking cool to me. And I, I got out and I did things. and I'm doing things. Uh, every now and then I still get a, a, a old chit-chat. I'll hit up one of my like high school buddies that I still talk to. And we know we talk about back in the day how, you know, like, oh, I always wanted to wrestle. I Not always, but I, I wanted to wrestle. I wanted to do wrestling. And then they're like, you actually did it. I was, and I have to step back sometimes and tell myself, I did. I, I did it. Um, I'm doing yeah. it. Um, but sometimes I know we can be hard on ourselves. Like, ah, we're not doing anything with our lives. And I hate it here. Like, ah, I'm, I'm such a waste of life. I was like, no, <laughs> I, have to, I have to stop myself. And I'm like, no, we, we did things. Uh, yeah. have, I have a couple of WrestleManias under my belt. I have years uh, with WWE, uh, the Royal Rumble, a bunch of other stuff. And it's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. And um, like I read that the original plan was for Del Rio to beat Edge. Was that the original plan? Or did you know that this was going to be Edge's last match before he's uh, returned at the Rumble last year? Because um, mm-hmm. this is Edge's last match on TV. Uh, so, and you mentioned, we mentioned it, like you watch 17 and the moment what made you want to become a fan, uh, become a wrestler was Edge doing the spear. So working with him, but did you just realize how badly injured he was going into it? Um, he got hurt. I think it was a week or two prior to WrestleMania. It was a SmackDown. And yeah. uh, I, I want to say we were in Chicago. I want to say Chicago. I'm not sure, but I want to say Chicago. He took a chair shot from from Brodus to the back, right. and and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, love, I love Brodus. I'm not, I'm not saying it was his fault, um, so don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of the things that just happens, you know. Accidents happen. Um, after that, he we were we were going to the back because after a spot, he usually, we usually wait for each other in the back, and we're like, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. But yeah. when we went to the back, he wasn't there, so we're like, hey, where's 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 Edge? And we were looking for him. Eventually, we find him. Um, in the locker room and he's just, he's by the shower and he's just like leaning, he's crouching. Wow. And he has that, he has that like, that fuck it hurts, fuck it hurts, fuck it hurts kind of a face. Yeah. Um, so then that's when they, the doctor went in and checked on him. They took him to, to, I guess, to get a, a, a scan or a, an x-ray or something. And we found out the next week that, you know, his neck was fucked up. Yeah. Um, the original plan was for Alberto to, to, to win at WrestleMania. That was of the original plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then when, when we got approached um, afterwards, um, obviously plans changed because, and we're not going to say no to Edge, you know, we're okay. not going to say no to Edge. Um, so we were, Vince had promised us a WrestleMania moment because um, we, we were like, okay, fine, you know, Edge, Edge can win. No, that's fine. Because we knew that was going to be his last match. Um, we knew that was going to be it. So we're like, okay, cool. You know, that's, that's fine. Um, after that WrestleMania match, um, we're all saying in, in the back because it was Alberto, Brodus, myself, uh, Edge, and Christian. We're in the back, and I just started crying my eyes out. I'm like a little bitch because uh, <laughs> uh, I went back to the same thing. And then I was like, man, like you guys, I, was, I hug Christian, and I hug Edge, and I'm crying. Uh, and they're like, no, they're like, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Thanks. You did, you did good. I was like, no, you guys don't get it, man. Like you guys were the reasons why I got into, I got into like American for wrestling. Uh, and then I'm having my first WrestleMania moments with you guys, like that's that's freaking cool. And then uh, and then I'm, I'm I think at this point I'm I'm crying on Edge's chest. Uh, he's like, "No, you're fine, you're fine." I was like, "No, man." And I keep going back and forth, and I keep repeating stuff like I'm crying like a bitch. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, so Edge every now and then would, would kind of make fun of me. I mean, jokingly, friendly. 
Uh, yeah. Every time, anytime he would see me, and he's like, "Don't cry, don't cry." I was like, "I'm not crying." Uh, but uh, but it was it was a cool experience. So like uh, having my first WrestleMania moment with them, yeah. um, I'll forever be grateful. And and then when he came back this year, that was freaking cool. Yeah, I can't uh, believe it, it when I saw it. <laughs> I lost, I lost my shit. I wasn't watching at the time, but I got an alert because I started seeing all like the alerts, the pings on the yeah on Twitter. Um, so and I was like, that's freaking cool. That's awesome. I'm so happy for him. Uh, yeah. He looked great. Oh yeah, like when it happens, like obviously UK, we we're, I'm staying up. I'm watching it. It's about three o'clock in the morning over here. And the, yeah. the, the rumble, the rumble is the one show I'll always stay up for. It's my favorite match. Yeah, yeah. And when I hear the song, it's like you think you know me. I was like, no. And same sort of thing. I was, I couldn't believe he came back. So it was such a great moment. And uh, after Mania, um, he's had the match with Christian Extreme Rules uh, for the title, which Christian won. And uh, then they moved you over to Raw. So what would you say was the biggest difference between the Raw locker room and the SmackDown locker room? At the time, at the time, we had a lot more fun on SmackDown because SmackDown was a wrestling show versus yeah. Raw was a talk show. Um, there was a lot more pressure almost uh, to say uh, on Raw because it was live. SmackDown yeah. was pre-taped. Um, so there was more pressure, for, at least for, as far as I knew, for me. I'm sure the guys were whatever, this is, you know, whatever, because they, they treat everything as if they're live. Um, but there was more pressure on, on, um, on Raw because, like I said, it's live. So you have to hit your times on cue, um, and that was uh, I wasn't a, I wasn't used to that. Um, yeah. So so that was probably like the biggest thing that, that that we had to adjust uh, for me at least for me. I'm sure the guys were fine because they can just trade them off and they're like, okay, we're cool, whatever, because um, yeah. they had the experience and I I didn't. Um, so just hitting hitting the marks, hitting the times, um, and the pressure of like, okay, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. Because on SmackDown, you messed up. All right, we'll just, we'll just edit it out. Um, so that was probably the biggest thing. But other than that, I mean, yeah, uh, less wrestling on Raw, more wrestling on SmackDown. Uh, we had, I had more fun on, on SmackDown because of yeah. who we had. We had Ray, Edge, Kane, uh, uh, Randy was on Raw. Uh, yeah. yeah, those who that's, those who we started with. It was Kane, Edge, and Ray. Those were our, our first four feuds right. or three feuds. Yeah. Um, so we had fun there. Cool. And uh, one of the first feuds you got into over there was the uh, Big Show. And uh, your impersonations, like, we'll get to the Shameless one later, but the Big Show one, I was watching it again last night and I was in Stitch just watching it. So what was it like working with the Big Show? Because I've heard he's a nice guy. Uh, so what was it like working with him and doing the impersonations in the feud? Uh, he, was, he, was fun. he was fine with us. Um, I, here's the thing with a lot of the folks, though. Like, I think... At first, the first time you work with somebody, you're like uh, kind of weary, kind of you know, you're, you're you're just we'll see what happens, kind of a thing. But once you get the a feel of of how you work with them, they they obviously they're more inclined to, uh, they're more yeah. likely to work with you uh, and willingly. Um, he always appreciated me because I was always I thankfully and I learned this the hard way. I never fucked up my spots with Big Show. Uh, yeah. I was there. I was there uh, uh, when I, when they needed me. Um, if I needed to be at a certain place, I made sure that I was always there. Uh, I never messed up with Big Show. Uh, I made those mistakes early on with Edge yeah. and with Ray, where I wasn't where I was supposed to be, and I screwed up. Uh, and I got yelled at in the back. But, I mean, after that, I started learning, okay, I have to be there, have to be there, have to be there. So people, they, the guys started appreciating that. 
and as time went on, uh, I mean, I also pitched in and I helped out. Uh, I pitched in my ideas and then they, they liked them and then they would just rearrange them to make it work. Um, so they were always very welcoming to that. Uh, big Show was great. Big Show's a big teddy bear, man. Um, <laughs> just like, I mean, just like anybody, though, you can, ha- you can be upset, you can be mad, you can have your bad days. But with us, thankfully, it was always great. Uh, I, I would have to say, man, like he, for how big he is, uh, he was a lot more pleasant to work with than Kali. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Big, Show can, Big Show can control his, his power. Kali was just a wild swing every single time with that freaking banana thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Big Show was great. Cool. And uh, after this feud, like they did on the angle where uh, Big Show injured you and you uh, moved down to FCW working down there and uh, talking to Connor about it and Epico, uh, the Ascension. So we spoke about on Twitter, the original conception was it was going to be like the TV show Entourage. So what was it like uh, coming up with uh, the Ascension and then like Dusty basically phasing you out and turning the rest of the group into vampires? The, the, timing, the timing on this is a little off. Um, oh, I was right. doing both. I was doing both NXT, OFCW, and main roster. I was on a double right. contract, uh, which a lot of folks didn't like uh, when, <laughs> when they found out because I had two contracts. I was on FCW, and then I was on main roster. Right. Uh, and um, uh, what's it called? Uh, so I was doing both. And then I was never at training, though, because I was on the road. So I, was on, I would only go to training on Wednesdays and and. Thursdays and maybe Fridays, maybe Fridays if I wasn't on, on the, the, the raw loop. Um, so we would have to go get uh, land, check in to FCW, go, go to Dusty, check in. Hey, I'm here. And then fuck off. Because by the time, most of the time, by the time we, we got there, they were already done. But in the odd case of that we landed super early, we would have to go to FCW, do a promo because Wednesday was promo class. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Wednesday was promo class, do a promo and then go home. And then come back on Thursday to to train, and I had to do that because I was I, I was still I still had a contract with with FCW, um, but I also started on the road first. I had a, I started I started weird. Um, most of the time when I landed, I was tired. I didn't think of anything. I I would just go do a promo and just make shit up on the fly. Uh, but nothing. I never went in with the intention of cutting anything spectacular because. I already had something on the main roster, whereas yeah. the guys obviously working for something to work up there. Um, I was a big fan of The Devil's Advocate. That's one of my favorite movies uh, yeah. with Pacino, Pacino and Keanu Reeves. Uh, the day before, I had watched it, and I knew we were going to be landing early, so I was like, ah, I got to think of a promo. Uh, so there's this, there's this scene, there's this uh, monologue slash dialogue that uh, Pacino cuts on, on Keanu at the end where he's telling him that I'm the devil, I'm the devil. Like, I, he admits to him, I'm the devil. Uh, right. I could, I made you this. I made all of this, this whole 20th century. This is all mine. So I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. So I wanted to build, like, this little, uh, yeah, like an entourage. But I wanted to build, like, a more of a spiritual, subliminal thing. Uh, there's seven chakras, um, which Connor's very into that, the whole idea. So is his wife. They're both into yeah. all that stuff. So I was like, cool, this, this is what I wanted. So the, the, I, I wanted seven originally, like a triangle, because I want I was all about like subliminal messages and Illuminati and all that shit, but like th- more like a positive message. Yeah. Um, so Dusty said like, no, seven's too much. I was like, okay, well, what about five? Because I still and I can still make a pyramid out of that, uh, so with the centerpiece. Uh, he's like, okay, whatever. So then uh, my idea originally was to have the cruiserweight, uh, which would have been Epico, 
uh, would have had the Intercontinental, which would have been uh, uh, Tom uh, Latimer. Uh, yeah. The heavyweight would have been Connor, and the tag could be a mixture of Epico, Connor. It could be a mixture of all of them, the, the tag team. And we yeah. would have had the girl, which would have been Shaw Guerrero. Uh, she would have been female. And I would have been the mouth guy, the, the, the Heyman, of, of, if you will. If yeah. you will. I would have been the Heyman guy. Um, so we would, we've all would have had a, a role. That was my, that was my idea at first. And, uh, the, the, the promos that I was cutting on these guys individually at first was they would stand there. They wouldn't say anything. They would just stand there and I would just go ear to ear, the good and the bad. Like I remember with Epico, I was telling him something along the lines of, uh, like, oh yeah, you come from a strong family, but you're not anything yet. Uh, your, your, your cousin is a big success, but he, he needed an apple. I can be your apple, uh, Carlito. <laughs> Uh, same thing with Shaw. I would I would tell the same thing about Shaw. Uh, I did the same thing, and then um, and Dusty was into the whole idea of you know the the good and the bad, uh, like the yin and the yang, of um, uh, being an, you know a devil's advocate. Yeah. So that, that that whole thing happened. He was into it. They were all into it. We we formed something. Uh, Dusty came up with the idea of of making me somehow for some reason for some other reason I never understood this part. Oh, you're going to go and cut a promo that, that you are actually the owner of Alberto uh, um, and this and this and this. I was like, okay. I mean, I didn't understand it at first, but I was, I was like, okay, I'm sure he has some kind of a mastermind, something in the back of his head that's going to play out. So yeah. we did it and it was awkward at first. Uh, and then eventually we just dropped it. <laughs> we just dropped it because I, I, don't, I don't think it planned out how it panned out how he wanted it. And then, and then afterwards, um, I get a text and then I get pulled into the office, uh, Dunsey's office. And then he's like, um, and I, I suck at impressions, but he's like, uh, Ricardo, uh, you're, you're, you're out of the attention. What? Yeah. You're, you're out of the attention. It's just, it contradicts what you're doing on TV. What? <laughs> so I got put in from the Ascension. Um, and at first, man, at first I was, I was of course I was upset. Yeah, uh, I was I wasn't happy because uh, because he turned them into vampires. That's right. And, and I hated that. I hated that at first. I hated it so much. Uh, <laughs> I, I I saw some of the rehearsals they did, and then I was like, "They're fucking vampires, man!" The Twilight. God damn it! I was I was mad. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, it goes back to the same thing of like he, um, Dusty has uh, like a far plan, a plan ahead. Uh, he has something that he wants to do in, in the long run, and it panned out. I mean, when I saw the first promo that they did on TV, the first commercial, uh, right. the advert for, for uh, NXT, I was like, man, that's freaking cool. Yeah. Um, really freaking cool. The lighting, the whole, the, the set of the costumes, uh, it was freaking cool. And then the music, fuck, man, the music was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then things happened, you know, with the guys individually. You know, Tom had to leave, and that's and right. uh, Epico ended up doing his own thing, and Shaw left as well. And then it just kind of left Connor there. And thankfully, man, thankfully, thankfully, because I know Connor was was down on the rut for a little while mentally because he was yeah. frustrated, understandably. He was frustrated. Yeah. Um, and he was going through some stuff, you know, at home and stuff. And, and we, we were chatting, like, man, something's, something's bound to give. You know, you're a good dude. I'm a big believer in, in good karma. You're a good dude. Uh, something's going to happen. Something's bound to give. Uh, and then Victor came along, and okay. that just that that was his blessing, man. That was seriously his yeah. blessing, um, because from there, obviously, they did what they did. 
yeah yeah i had a great chat to him about it and like uh, like it, it was great getting both sides like because he told me his side of the story when dusty came to him and said right we're gonna kick ricardo out tenure into vampires and it's great to hear your side of the story as well and both stories sync up greatly and uh it was great and like and you mentioned he was angry and he was because when uh tom got released because tom said himself he just made a drunken mistake and that was it yeah um, i was actually there that night too i wasn't there when it happened because yeah. i had just left and an hour later um i was with that group of, of folks that they were out but i left right. early uh and yeah that was fuck yeah and uh, tom's in a better place as well being connor spoke about it. he's in the best shape i've ever seen him in and he's happy and connor said like when tom got released he said i was angry when i was he said i'd done a promo and i threw a chair across the room he said because i was so angry and victor came along and uh it, they had a great run so it panned out yeah. for him there uh, but you said you was also on the road as well and uh what's it like working bret hart um bret hart's my all-time favorite wrestler and the fact that you wrestled him in that tag match with not just him and john cena yeah. taking the sharpshooter <laughs> Where, where's that on the mantle for yourself? <laughs> we, we were up in Canada, and then uh, Alberto and myself were at the gym, and we get a text, um, I think from Road Dog or one of the edges. I think it was Road Dog, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, uh, you guys are in a tag match today. Uh, it's uh, Alberto Ricardo versus John uh, Cena and uh, and Bret Hart." And we we joke, we rib each other all the time, so we're like, "Ha whatever, fuck you guys." Yeah. Um, <laughs> But normally, normally when they send something like that, they'll send an LOL or JK like almost immediately after. But yeah. we never got that for a little for a couple of minutes. We're like, huh, okay, maybe this is happening. So then we we get another one. Oh, we we asked them, like, is this real? And they're like, yes, it's real. I'm like, oh fuck, okay. Um, and I always bring my gear. I always bring my wrestling gear. But I had my Chimera gear. But Ricardo's not a wrestler, right? Ricardo's right. A, a, a ring announcer. He's a dumbass. That's right. Um, <laughs> So we ended. I ended up going to this little. Uh, there was like a, a, a women's sports store that was like right around the corner from from the gym. So I bought like women's leggings, um, uh, and I went and I did the whole thing. And then uh, when 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 we're walking through the whole thing, I was like, oh man, this is cool because I was in the ring like half the time that, that Alberto was, so we were equally in the ring. Yeah. Um, and I took all the big bumps, so I was super excited. Uh, first of all, I was with Cena. Yeah. Uh, and then too, it was gonna be with Brett, and I was gonna be taking the sharpshooter. Uh, so just imagine, man. I mean, yeah, you mark yeah. out like a little kid. Uh, yeah. that's actually one of the pictures because there's a picture of it that they took, uh, that photos took, and I have that framed up. I have that that framed up. I printed it out, blew it up, and I have it framed. So wow. the same thing with like with Jericho, Jericho put me in the line tamer, and I have that picture printed out too. So I have like a, a hall of pain. Uh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a hall of fame of pictures that that because uh, I took more finishes than than I did moves, uh, <laughs> so uh, so I have a, I have like an actual physical album of just pictures of me being thrown or putting holes or whatever. Um, I'm proud of that. Fuck it, I'm proud of that. Awesome. Uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, and I might be mistaken, because I don't know if Heath Slater doing his uh, I don't know if Heath Slater did something with Brett uh, when he was going through that thing where he went through all the legends uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, that's I don't right, know yeah. He, I don't know if he did anything know, with Brett. I, I don't think he did, actually. I know he did with, so like... Let's just say, let's just say he did it. Let's just say he didn't. Yeah. I could. I guess I can say that I'm Bret Hart's last match. Fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and uh, Del Rio became champion at the time as well, and um, 
he's uh, he lost title night night champions, but he regained it all due to you, like distracting Cena in that at Hell in the Cell. So, what was it like? You know, not only are you traveling with your best friend at the time and your you know your partner, what was it like actually traveling with the WWE champion? And oh, I can imagine it was just great. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course it was great. And then here's here's the thing that um, I I realized, I guess. When you get in that position of having a title, especially a main title, yeah. um, you're, they, they put you on everything. They put you on all the media outlets. They put you on it, – it's more exhausting. And this is when I learned um, – and and because I used to – when it, people used to like, oh, you're a WWE superstar. I was like, nah, fuck, don't call me that. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't call me that. But it wasn't until very early on when they were putting on, on, on everything that I – became a little bit closer to that that term and it's not because of what we do in the ring i swear to you it's not because because that's the easy part that is the easy part of this whole journey it's it's the road life uh being on the on the road man that's the hard part especially if you have family if you have family it's so strenuous uh you're never home uh if you have a main title you have to be up early you're always gone you're always doing interviews you're doing uh pressers um you're all over the place. And, and I mean, I'm not married. I don't have kids that I know of, uh, uh, but, um, but it's, it's very stressful, especially like say, if if you're married or you have kids, you know, you're, you're one of the, the, the depressing, depressing things that I would see, especially when we did on two, when we're on the European tours, the first week or so, everybody's happy, cheery, whatever. The second week, everybody's starting to get burnt out. Um, the, the, especially like the, towards the end of the second, the second week, Everybody's just staring at their phones. They're staring at the pictures of their wives, husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends, kids. Um, yeah. and that's all they do. Instead of like playing video games or like music on their phone or whatever, they're just staring at their phones, just looking at pictures of their of their the people they have back home. So uh, I can only imagine. You can only imagine how, how they feel when they're back in the states and they're constantly on the go. Uh, yeah. And it kind of goes to the same thing with with when Alberto had it. Uh, I know it took a toll on him. Because uh, he had just he just had a first uh, a boy, he right. uh, he had his born uh, Joseph, um, so he wasn't home. And obviously Latinos are very family oriented, uh, yeah. very very family oriented. Um, so he wasn't home for him. Uh, so I know that took a toll on him. Um, but having a title was also great too, at least for me, because there are times where uh, where he was like, "Ah, Ricardo, just take it here and just bring it back, uh, bring it to the the, the house show." Because there were two titles. There were two titles. There was like the TV title, the pre- yes. the very pretty one that you only use for TV, and then there was like the one you could take home, which is all yeah. beat up and fucked up. Uh, <laughs> so it was same thing with like the money in the bank, or he just didn't want to carry it. Uh, and and at the time he was still in Florida. He still lived in Florida, so he was like, "Ah, just take it, just bring it back on on on, on Monday, or just bring it to to TV or uh, the house shows." So I would take it the title home. And I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." Uh, and that's just heavy, especially the spinner one. The the, the raw one's heavy, heavy, yeah. heavy. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I had, I marked that a few times with that. Awesome. And one of the big feuds you were put in with was uh, CM Punk. So, what was it like working with CM Punk, and what's it like behind the scenes? We hear we call it Marmite over here in the UK. You either yeah. love him or you hate him. So, I've heard he's difficult to work with. But other people say he's okay. What's he like behind the scenes? What's it like being <laughs> in that feud? Here's here's the thing, too, uh, and I've I've heard that too, and I've I've seen it, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, it was different with us, so and I, I guess it goes back to the same thing. Uh, 
uh, one thing that I, I will say that, and, and Punk mentioned this a few times too, that he was always appreciative of guys that came from the independence. He was yes. very appreciative because he, we know the struggle. We know, we know that, we know that life. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, he appreciates that. I know that because he's mentioned that to us before. Um, and, uh, with Alberto, he respects Alberto because of his, his MMA background and yeah. also because of who his family is, uh, Alberto's yeah. family. But because of his his, his time in in, uh, in in Korea and Japan, whatever fighting, he's a Pan American uh, wrestling champion. Um, yeah. So is a legit fighter. Um, so so a lot of the guys like Taker, Brock, uh, especially Taker, took a big liking to Alberto right off the bat. Uh, yeah. But uh, Punk appreciated that, and when he found out what I can do, because uh, there were so many times where uh, before Raw or SmackDown, like I would get in the ring, I would just roll around and I would just grab somebody. And I would just spar. I would just spar with them because yeah. I was like, "Fuck, it's been so long. I need to, you know, I need to move." Yeah. Uh, and I, some of the guys—that's when some of the guys realized, "Oh, this guy, you know, Ricardo is not just a ring announcer." Uh, I was like, "No, I'm a Mr. Ring Announcer that can rest, a wrestle." <laughs> um, so he took a liking to us, and like I said, it, was, it goes back to the thing of, of they were always very welcoming to to my ideas. Yeah, they would rearrange them. They would, you know, tweak them to make it better. Um, yeah. They were always very welcoming to to my ideas. Uh, the the cool thing with Punk too was he would pull us. He would um, there were there was a few times where like I would come up with something and it happened so many times. Uh, we would, I would come up with something. It would they would do it and we would get to the back and they're like, uh, oh that was awesome. You know how'd you guys come up with that? And then the guys would take credit for it. But Punk every now and then we would go. Oh Ricardo came up with that. Ricardo came, same with Sheamus. Ricardo came up with that. Ricardo came up with that. Um, so I was always thankful for that. Um, and then with, with Punk, we, if I'm not mistaken, it was, it was uh, when he started his whole 300 and whatever days, it was, uh, it was against us when he beat Alberto at Madison Square Garden. And okay. that's when we had that thing with Howard Finkel, which was awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was a cool little something. that We, we were the start of that. We, 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 yeah, we lost to him, and then he started that whole that whole thing. Um, and then it all led because he kept it until he lost it again to Rock, I think. Alberto. No, 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 no. No, well, never mind. Never mind. I'm, no, never no, mind. Think- never mind. I take yeah. that back. I take that back. I take <laughs> that back. Never mind. Anyways, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Cool. And uh, at the beginning of that, uh, TLC. Uh, so we keep harping back to WrestleMania X7, but you mentioned Edge to Spear to Jeff Hardy off the top. You can say you had your big moment yourself. That uh, ladder spot, um, Miz and CM Punk pushing you off the ladder, going outside the ring through that table. First question, what was going through your head? Second question, how much did it hurt? <laughs> uh, so when it actually happened, uh, you have your adrenaline going you know, all through you, so you don't feel anything at the time. It's not yeah. until after the drum wears off that you feel everything. Um, <laughs> it uh, so so uh, the rehearsals they come up. They, I think because Michael Hayes always was always trying to kill me some way. Michael Hayes <laughs> has always come up with some weird way to kill, like write me off or something, you know, lovingly. Um, so so he comes up and he's like, oh yeah, you know, because uh, prior it was a, a four way ladder match with Alberto Ray. Uh, Kane and somebody else. Oh, no, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Alberto Kane and somebody. And there was a spot where the, the ladder, the ladder was up. Um, 
I was supposed to go get up there, grab whatever. Well, I don't know if it was the title or like the contract or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and then Kane grabs me and he gives me a choke slam. So we did that. So they kind of wanted to revisit it, but this time they wanted to dump me off onto the tables on the outside. Yeah. So then uh, Hayes is go, goes, uh, have you ever done that before? I was like, no. So they put this big ass crash pad on the outside and they're like, okay, well we have to, you know, rehearse it. I was like, okay. Um, Obviously, at first, I'm like, no, we just do it live. And they're like, no, we want to make sure you can do it. And I'm glad we, we rehearsed it. I'm glad we rehearsed it. Um, yeah. I started climbing up. And then um, Edge, I think Edge and Christian, Edge, Edge or Christian were there for some reason. Um, and they go, hey, whatever you do, don't jump. Just ride it. Just ride the, the ladder. Don't jump. Because if you jump, right. you're going to kick it under you. Uh, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. So then what does my dumbass do? Uh, I jumped. <laughs> So, because I panicked, I went into panic mode. Uh, I was like, "This is a lot higher than I thought it was." Yeah. Um, so I kicked it out from under me, and then I went straight down, and my feet caught the rope on the way down. So I just looked like oh. all the stupid little, yeah. Uh, I just went tumbling down, and I landed right between the 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 ring and the pad. I landed right in the middle. Um, so then they wanted to uh, cancel it off. And Michael Hayes wants to cancel. It. I was like, "No, no, wait, wait, wait. I, I got it." I got rid of that initial fear. I got rid of that initial fear. Let, let me try it again. So they made me do it a couple of times. They made me do it a couple of times just to make sure that, that I had it. Um, and then they're like, hey, well, you set up your ladder. You set up the ladder. You make sure you know how far you have to go uh, so that nobody else does it. And I was like, okay. And then when we got to the back, right before we go out, I, I told Punk and Miz, I was like, hey, I know you guys are have done this before. And um, this is just for me right now. Uh, don't push it. Just tip it. Like, no, yeah, we, we got you. We got you. So then the spot happens, and yeah, I, I missed the first la the first table. I hit the second table. Um, my knee clipped the first table. I know that clip is there. My knee yeah. clipped the first table. That shit was what hurt the most. Um, uh, for like two weeks, man, I had a bruised knee because wow. of that. Uh, the bump sucked, but that, that knee, man, that knee was bruised for like two weeks. Yeah, and... Uh... McFoley came out afterwards, and McFoley is the king of the, you know, big yeah. bumps, and he he came out saying he was so impressed with the bump you took, and it, it's one of the bumps we're gonna remember forever because it was just so high. And I I watched like uh, obviously I've watched all your stuff grow, growing up and that, but I thought I'll rewatch some of your stuff again last night, and I'm watching. It, I was like, oh man, I don't know how he done that, but um, yeah. it was awesome. And uh, eventually they uh, moved you. Uh, well, before they moved you SmackDown. You actually entered the Royal Rumble yourself. So, what was it like for yourself to be part of the Royal Rumble? That was that was surreal, man. That was surreal. And I didn't I didn't find out that I was gonna be a part of it until that day when I got there. Oh wow! Um, my, my, it goes back to Michael Hayes. Michael Hayes. Um, I was by the ring because uh, I I was I would always get there, check in, get changed, eat something, and then go to the ring. Because I, yeah. I mean, because I'm not wrestling, so I wanted to be in the ring when it was open, just so I can move around, roll around, do you know, run the ropes. Uh, if, if one of the guys was there, one of the extras, I would grab one of the extras. Hey, man, let's just, well, especially if I knew him, obviously. Hey, let's just move around a little bit. Uh, so I was by the ring, and then Michael Hayes comes up to me, and he's like, hey, um, have you seen your car? That's that's the that's his opening thing. Uh, have you seen your car? And I was like, no. And I thought he was talking about my rental car, that somebody yeah. hit it or whatever. There was damage to it. So I was like, no, what happened? I was like, he's like, nothing. Did you see your car uh, in the back? I was like, what, the, what are you talking about? So then he takes me to, uh, behind the behind the the the, the Tintron, and then he there's his car and it's covered and he just lifts the cover, and then yeah. I see this this beat up car and, and I was like <laughs> okay, 
he's like, that's your car. And he, he can see that I have that, that, you know, when a dog is confused, he does that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I, I may, I don't know, maybe I had that look on my face. And he's like, nobody told you. I was like, tell me what? He's like, you're in the rumble. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> uh, so that's how I found out. I found out to yeah. Michael Hayes. Uh, that's how I found out. And uh, so in, in the U.S., we don't drive stick shift a lot, um, no. especially not in Los Angeles. Yeah, especially not in Los Angeles. Um, so that car was a stick shift. And then uh, I, I know how to drive stick, but it's been I haven't driven one in fucking forever. Yeah. So and I was, telling, I was telling Michael Hayes, I was like, hey, is there any way we can? I was trying to find ways around it because I didn't want to drive it because I was like, if I stall, if I fuck up, if I press the gas and it takes off and it hits the crowd, uh, I was I was running all these things in my head, and then um, so like no, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. So and they had this guy named uh, Ellis, uh, John Ellis, I think. Oh, yeah, I forgot right, his yeah. yeah, Ellis. Uh, he's the stunt guy. Um, so they had we they had him uh, take me, and then he's like, no, here, like this. And so before the show, he had me drive it around for a little bit. And I was like, okay, I got it. I got it. I remember. Now I remember. Uh, and that was a big thing. It's his life. This is my first time. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess up. I just want to be sure. So that's why they had me drive it. But then uh, it happened. And the biggest thing to me, because obviously you have your adrenaline. You learn to block people out at the time. Yeah. Um, so you don't get nervous. Uh, the music comes out. Alberto's music comes out. And Alberto was out with injury. Um, that's right. He had surgery. He was out with an injury. And... Um, so I come out, people start cheering, and then I come out, they see me, and then it just turns from, ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can hear the you can hear the change in in the yeah. tones. That thing was cool, and then I'm walking down. Uh, I got to, I was in the ring with Cody Rhodes, uh, Justin Gabriel, uh, Mick Foley, and Santino. That's uh, nice. So that was a thing, man. That was a blessing. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, awesome. I, I'm very thankful for that. Awesome. And uh, they moved you back to SmackDown and uh, the feud with the world champion at the time, Sheamus. And we mentioned the big show on Pairs Nation, but the uh, Sheamus and Pairs Nation. And it was so well received from fans and uh, critics. Everyone said uh, such, was, such a great job. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's it called? Uh, so they do this a few times and they did it with when we did it with Swagger as well. So when we do this impersonation, not with Big Show. Big Show, Big Show saw me before when they were doing the, the whole get up. With, right. with Seamus, they hit, they hit me. They put me in a secret room uh, away from the makeup area so they can do my whole thing because they didn't want Seamus to see it. Uh, so uh, so Seamus didn't see me until right before we went out uh, yeah. when we were in Gorilla. That's when he saw me. And then he's looking <laughs> at me. He's staring at me. He's giving me this look. He's like, motherfucker. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. they, they actually went up to him and asked him for boots, for uh, a pair of his boots. Because they wanted to, do, they, I don't know, I don't know what lie they told them. Oh, we want to fill them for like dot com or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they, the boots were for me. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was a lot of fun though. That was a lot of fun, and that was a cool little something to do. And uh, I know there's a picture out there of us in the back. We're in the back, and then we're like we're hugging each other. Um, and and then he's still a lot taller than I am, but uh, yeah. I know there's I know that picture's out there somewhere. I'll try and find it, and I'll definitely splice it in with the interview. Um, but after the feud with uh, Seamus, uh, you got your own personal feud with uh, Santino, and you had the uh, tuxedo match and that. So what was it like working with Santino? Santino was great, man. He, he's so clever. He's very clever. And 
I had a lot of fun with that. I had lot, it all started because it all started when he had his uh, his um, W.com show, when he had his yes. .com show. That's when it started. Um, I remember I was walking by and then he's like, Ricardo, Ricardo, what are you doing? I was like, uh, nothing. He's like, hey, uh, where I think one of the girls couldn't make it he, that he had scheduled. He's like, hey, do you want to do this whole thing? I was like, yeah, sure. He's, he's like, what are we talking about? I was like, I don't know, man, because because we they were about to film it. Uh, I don't know. We'll just just go with it. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and that's all. That's also on on YouTube. Uh, yeah. and that was a one take thing. That was a one take thing. That was all just on the fly. Um, so we put that out there, and then uh, I guess the office liked it. We started filming more stuff together, uh, and then it just it led into something on TV. Uh, but what was really cool about it was like it all started from just screwing around in the back. Uh, for something.com and then like I said the office got wind of it they liked it and then we put it on TV the the pay-per-view I hated it I hated it so much <laughs> I hated it uh, the, we had a match on Smackdown and that was a lot of fun because that was that was all mostly him that was all mostly mostly Santino that came up with it yeah when when we did when we did the pay-per-view we had so many people trying to tell us what to do that it, I guess we just got frustrated and we're like ah yeah. fuck it Whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I was—I know I wasn't. There. I mean, I tried, uh, but I—I I know mentally I wasn't there for it. I hate it. I yeah. just want to get it over with. And it sure enough, it died right after that. It completely died. There was no mention of it ever again. Um, that, that was it. And uh, like the fans, because your comedy timing, you could say, like the fans were so behind it, and that eventually led to uh, to your face turn and Del Rio turn and face. So. What was it like? Like, because you've been portrayed as heels like on TV for such a while. So, what was it like, Ten and Babyface? And uh, you mentioned like rep uh, representation uh, for the Mexican, uh, you know, Mexican population. Uh, so, what was it like flying the flag for Mexico as babyfaces? What I enjoyed at at first. Um, well, hold on. So, this is how this whole thing because they we had they had already pulled us aside and they told us that they wanted to you know turn Alberto face. We already knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, we knew approximately when we didn't know how yet. We didn't know what they, what they were going to be doing, but we knew it was coming. Um, yeah. cause Ray was completely out at this time. Ray was out. So they needed right. somebody. Um, and, uh, and, uh, unfortunately Sin Cara didn't work out. So they needed somebody. Yeah. Um, it was, I want to say, forget it was in, in it was in Brooklyn. It was in December uh, or January, I think. Uh, we it was a pay per view, and I think Three uh, MB was like punking out somebody. Uh, uh, the, oh, the Spanish announce table. They were yeah. punking out the Spanish announce. It was a pay per view. Uh, the Spanish announce table, and then I come out. Hey guys, leave my friends alone. And then Alberto comes, and then you know that was it. But what was weird to me, if I'm not mistaken, I think that happened first, and then the week after. Uh, we had we killed Santa, uh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we had like the, the Miracle on 34th Street match with Cena, but we had yeah. run over Santa, so we were kind of backpedaling, and then uh, we had the TLC match. Uh, yeah, we had we had a, a six man in Brooklyn. It was a uh, Brooklyn Brawler, Miz, and Alberto against 3MB. Yeah, the the, the 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 sequence was weird. The sequence was weird. But eventually it worked out. It led into Alberto winning uh, the title from Big Show in Miami. That's right. Uh, in a last man, uh, last man standing match. Um, 
so then from there, obviously, we, we started doing a lot more more press stuff and, uh, like I said, representation. And we, we were flying that, that flag high, you know, gracefully. Um, what I was upset at first, at first, and this is just me, this is just me. Uh, what I was upset at first when we were heels is that they kept pushing the Mexican flag, uh, but we were bad guys. So they were making the flag a negative item. What I was upset about at first, and I, I mean, I was very vocal, not very, but I was vocal in the back, was yeah. that anytime we were about to go out, especially, and they did this, and we were bay faces, when we were bay faces, um, during commercial, they would play uh, an army or a military advertisement. So yeah. everybody's chanting USA. And then we come out, still with the Mexican flag. So I was yeah. like, fuck, man, like, these are kind of killing us out here. Um, this is not helping. I, mean, I'm, I don't mind that you play it, but just don't play it in front of, you know, right before two foreigners come in. Yeah. Pick, your, pick your spots, man. Uh, so I was I was upset about that. Uh, but eventually it worked out. Eventually it worked out for a while. And um, But I, I will say that it was a lot more fun being healed. It was yeah. so much more fun being healed. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than the babyface run. I'm thankful for both. I'm very yeah. thankful for both. But I had more fun with the, with, with the uh, heel. Yeah, um, part of that face run was the uh, feud with uh, Jack Swagger and uh, Seb Coulter, Dutch Mantel, yeah. and uh, you know, pro American, like you know, we the people and that. So, what was it like doing that feud? And obviously, you know, these days, you know, Donald Trump and things like that, yeah. set, and like you were kind of uh, before, before the time, really, with that feud. Because I said, like, I don't know if it'd be too controversial, but I said, like, the best wrestling character you could actually have now is like. A really, really pro-Trump supporter that he would get like mega heat. So I'm surprised never done it. But really, Jack Swagger, we the people, was kind of before that time. So what was it like being in that feud? Um, there, uh, that one was personal for me. That was really close to home for me. Um, yeah. The parents are are immigrants. I mean, they're they're legal now. They got their citizenship. Yeah. It took uh, it took my mom like 14 years to get it from the moment oh, she applied. Wow. It took my dad. No, I'm lying. It took her 12. My dad took. 14 years from the moment he applied to the moment he got it. Wow. it so it's not an easy process. Wow. Um, I, I, we, we grew up poor. Uh, shit, man. Like, uh, our food was made like tortillas and beans for God knows how long. Um, yeah. I didn't have a crib. My crib was a, a cardboard box with clothes inside. Um, wow. We didn't. So we, we grew up poor. Um, and I, that was, that's my community still. So that a lot of the stuff that they that they they were right for us, we would end up changing for for us because we lived that lifestyle. We lived that. We, yeah. we we knew what it was coming up as as being immigrants. We knew what it was like. Uh, we knew what it was like being judged because of our skin or my name. Like even now, still, I, I'll go some somewhere, and then it's not until they talk to me and they they see me, they just read my name and they 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 it's like what the fuck, man. Um, so it still exists, especially with that asshole in the White House. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah. Um, and I bet he's going to be gone. Yeah. But uh, um, so it, it it's, it's always existed, but it's been amplified a lot more the last couple of years. But anyways, going back to, to the, the, the feud, um, there's a lot of stuff that we would put in there that the office didn't put in there or things that I would say that just kind of stuck. Like that whole... Um, uh, uh, born in Mexico, made in America thing. I just said it one day, uh, and then it just stuck. And then they we made a whole thing out of it. Yeah. Uh, so so that that there was there was this very there was this promo that we did. It was on Raw. I think it was on the on Miz TV. 
Uh, it was Alberto, yeah, Alberto and, and Swags, but it was mostly it was Alberto and uh, Zeb talking. And that one, that one was basically us writing it. That was us writing it. They gave us, wow. they gave us stuff, but we just, we started changing a lot of it. And then that was most, uh, mostly us writing it. We had this whole plan. I, well, I had this whole plan that I, I, I pitched to Alberto and then he pitched it to Vince for WrestleMania. We wanted to do this whole thing of we the people because we wanted to play off of what they were doing, right? The yeah. we the people. Uh, what I wanted to do was something uh, uh, along the lines of a video package before we come out of, let's say, like um, uh, an Arabic doctor, a, a Mexican dentist, uh, uh, people of, diff- of different uh, cultures with different professions. And at yeah. the end, we come out and say, we are the people. We the people. We yeah. are the people. And then the big whatever. Uh, so we had pitched that. We're like, oh, cool. Yeah. They told us, like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And obviously it never happened. Uh, yeah. We ended up getting pyro that nobody told us about. Uh, so when the pyro went off, we didn't know about it. So we're like, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that, there was, there was, that, that's probably my favorite promo that we did. Um, yeah. And Zeb, was, Zeb is such a genius, man. Dutch is such a genius when it comes to yeah. the promos. And then just talking to him in the back and he would tell, he would tell me some stories from like Puerto Rico and, uh, you know, back in the day. And and I was just, I would just sit there and I was just like, man, this is awesome. I like this. I like story time. Um, and that's another thing that uh, would eventually lead to with, with this, with you, like stories, the stories, man, that that are like, that come from wrestling. And, uh, cause I'm a big fan believer that the, the, once we die, the only thing that we really leave behind are memories and you know, that all lives through stories. That's the only yeah. thing that we leave behind. So, like, you want to leave good, positive stories, or even if there are, there are bad stories, like things that you can learn from, because that's we should, we should all be taking things, these things as experiences, and hopefully yeah. we learn from them. Because uh, there's a whole shit ton of people that just go through life making mistake after mistake after mistake and don't learn from them. That's true. Uh, so, and, and then unfortunately, here with wrestling, you know, we die at a at a very alarming rate. We die yeah. a lot. Um, for X whatever reason, we we die early, we die a lot, and and I've I've had friends in the past, and I've been around it for so long that I've had so many friends or people that I know, my uh, peers, colleagues that pass away, and I don't have anything to remember them by other than just what's in my head. Yeah, uh, I don't have anything else to show from. So I'm a big fan of this whole taking pictures. Um, so like on my social media, like I post old pictures a lot. And it's not yeah, because, yeah. It's not, it's, and I've said it before, it's not because of like I'm working out or whatever. Yeah, a little bit. But it's more so just so, hey, you know, we shared this moment. Yeah. Whether we had a fallout in the future or we still, we still talk, you know, that's not really here nor there. But we, for that moment, you know, we were, we were happy. Yeah. Uh, and it's a learning experience. Uh, I don't know how I got into this from, the, the Zeb thing. Oh, the stories. <laughs> the stories. But no, but yeah, working with Zeb was, was great, especially when he would tell stories. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all great stuff. And, uh, you, you know, you, you know, WrestleMania again, and you've been on the winning side this time. It was yeah. great. And uh, the night after, uh, Dove Sigley cashed in, and it's one of the loudest reactions I've heard on WWE TV. So what was it like being part of that? And when was you told that Sigley would be cashing in? We knew about uh, WrestleMania Day. Uh, oh right! The, the original, the original plan was for Dolph to, to cash in uh, at WrestleMania, right? Um, but we were promised a WrestleMania, we were promised a WrestleMania moment. Yeah. So we ended up, they ended up switching it to to that Raw. 
we knew it was coming either way. We knew it was coming because we knew Dolph, you know, we always liked Dolph. Well, working with him. We love we love working with Dolph. He was great. He's still great. Um, so we knew it was coming. So uh, that Monday night was probably the uh, I think that Monday is is was a better choice than than WrestleMania. That's right. Um, because it was a, a smaller crowd. It was enclosed. It was an enclosed arena. So the yeah. loud, the sound was be louder. And it would it would have been that would have been the top highlight of the night versus yeah, WrestleMania. They had a lot of highlights. And quite possibly Dolph's win would have been overshadowed by all the other stuff that happened. Yeah. Um, so picking uh, that raw was probably the better choice anyways. Uh, but yeah. just being a part of it and, you know, being in the back and then and, and just seeing, seeing happy. Uh, yeah. He deserved it. He super deserved it. Yeah. And it's great uh, doing these stories because not just for yourself, like when I interview other stars and when you have a look back and the stories you've told me up to now, like you've been part of so many great moments in WWE, like Sigilus Cash and, your TLC bump, uh, being with Del Rio during these big, uh, massive, like, WWE runs. So it's always great hearing these stories, and eventually you and Del Rio split. So what was his reactions when they decided to split yours up? I can, I can imagine you weren't <laughs> happy at first. <laughs> no, I wasn't happy, man. It, it, I wasn't happy. Uh, it, it came after a... Um, and it's, it's like he said, she said. But we knew uh, that the 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 new boss wasn't a big fan of ours, um, right? So we, we, he tried, man, on so many different occasions. Of he tried on many different occasions to like you know just put us down, um, bury us, or whatever, whatever. Either way, we knew. So when it, when it happened, we knew exactly why. We knew exactly why they split us up. It wasn't yeah. because of Vince. It wasn't because of the fans. It's good for a storyline. No, we knew fucking why. We knew yeah. who it was. Um, uh, after his little jokes and shit, we knew we knew who it fucking was. Um, so yeah, we were upset, but I mean, you know, we we have to carry on. We have to keep going. Um, yeah. um, uh, it it, it sucks uh, because I had to find different ways to find a way to get back on. That's when the, the whole thing I started doing at an NXT with uh, with Callisto, um, yeah. and but eventually they put me back with you know with RVD. Uh, I remember right. when when they split us up. When they split us up, they would tell us so many different times that hey, you know, we want to keep kayfabe. Um, don't write together. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this stuff together. Don't post you know you know pictures together on social media. Meanwhile, all the other fuckers are doing it and they're on they're in feuds. And we again, it goes back to sitting. I know who it fucking was. I know we all know who it was. Yeah. Um, but we never listened. We just we still rode together. We did it for like a week or two, where we 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 took separate cars and then we tried uh, going with different folks, and it just, it just wasn't there because uh, <laughs> we had been together for so many years, man. Like, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, so so it was weird at first, but we just ended up fuck it. We we're just gonna go back to just riding together. Um, yeah, because we already, we already had our system, and uh, and then this whole thing with Callisto thing happened. Uh, but eventually, I, I got hurt. I got hurt. I fucked up my ribs. Um, NXT Takeover, the first one sucked ass. Uh, yeah. I didn't like it, and uh, and then they put me with RBD. 
sorry, yeah. <laughs> it was, I, I, I did one of these little whole things. Uh, yeah. On the way back. Yeah, on the way back to the, the roster. Yeah, and um, your team, uh, you started pairing up with RVD, and I think uh, one of your last main roster matches was against Del Rio. Uh, you defeating him, and eventually you got released. So what was it like teaming with RVD, then having that match with Del Rio, and then eventually your departure? Um, well, uh, I, I knew RVD because RVD, obviously, is from, from, well, now, he's from L.A. as well. He's from Los Angeles. And uh, yeah. uh, the school that I used to train at uh, was, is Knox Pro, which is Rikishi School. Uh, RVD filmed his music video at our school. So there is a, uh, it's called Crushinator. I think that's the name of the band. Uh, right. It's called The Whole Fucking Show. Uh, and that's on YouTube as well. So on yeah. that, on that is uh, myself and, and Rusev. We're on that. Um, it was maybe like 2008, I think, when they filmed it. Um, so both myself and Rusev, because we came up together from the same school. Yeah. Uh, we're on that. So it was a cool little thing that we did that, and then we ended up working together as a team in WWE. So there's, yeah. there's so many different little happens, happenstances that happen uh, over the career that are pretty cool. Um, when when that when uh, we were with him, he was it was different, man. Because RVD is just to himself. He comes in, he's so chill, but he's yeah. too chill where he just kind of like goes, does his own thing, and then he comes, he, tr- he stretches. Hey, what are we doing? This. All right, cool. And then he goes away, and then uh, <laughs> and that was it. We didn't write together. Uh, it was different. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking for that. I was thinking for the experience, of course. And he was yeah. great. It was easy. Uh, but it was a different vibe than being with Alberto. Yeah. Uh, the last match that I had was it was it was Alberto. He was a champ, and I pinned him. That's right. So technically, I'm still number one contender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the time, man, I was just not happy. I, I I hated being there. I got I was bitter. I. I would pitch ideas left and right, and then they would just kind of like ignore me. Yeah. Uh, there were, I was having issues. I was having so many issues with my money. And that was honestly the the, the, the number one thing why I was like, screw this. I don't want to be here anymore. They kept fucking up with my money. Yeah. Uh, and I kept telling the office, and then they, they kept giving me the same the same thing. I'm like, well, well, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. And they never fixed it. Um, and then I was just – I was getting angry and bitter, and then I hated everything. I hated everyone. Uh and uh, and then yeah, one day I was just like, I'm not going. Yeah. I called I called the office. I called Carano, and I was like, Hey man, I don't. I'm not going in. And Carano's like, Where are you? I was like, I'm still at home. It was a Monday. I didn't get on the flight on Sunday. I didn't go. I didn't get on my flight. He's like, I'm at home. It's probably like eleven o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I just want to say thank you, but I think I'm done. He's like, Are you sure? He's like, yeah, man. And I and I went down the whole list of things. I was like, dude, I keep trying to talk to you guys. You guys keep ignoring me. This is this has been going on for what uh eight months already. You guys yeah. keep pushing me away and then not even even giving me any kind of a hope of something. You yeah. uh keep I keep telling about the money. Uh and this has been and I I told you when I first told you, you're like, Hey, WrestleMania's coming up, let's talk about it after WrestleMania. So I bit the bullet for like three months. I was like, Okay, fine. Uh I'll hold on. And then now it's almost it's what, June, July is July. And I, I mentioned it to you a shit ton of times, and you're still not, you know, working with me here. Yeah. So uh, I was like, I just want to say thank you. I'm so young enough. I still can go and do things. I was 29. Yeah, 29 at the time. I was like, I'm so young enough. I can still go and do things. Um, so and he's like, uh, okay, we'll stay home. I was like, well, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, he's <laughs> like, stay home. Let me talk to Paul. Let me talk to Vince, and then I'll get back to you. I was like, all right. 
So then uh, it was like a Wednesday afternoon, like around five o'clock that he calls me back and he's like, um, hey, I talked to Vince, I talked to Paul and they're going to grant you your release. Uh, and I was like, oh, thank you. And then I was like, listen, thank you. I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Um, I, had a, I had a blast. I'm very thankful for everything that, that has happened. Um, and thank you. And that was it. And that was it. And uh, yeah, like creative frustration also, like I've spoke to uh, Epico and uh, JTG, same sort of thing. Like you're behind, you know, you're backstage and you're waiting for them to use you or you're pitching ideas, 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 and they never use them ideas. And like the two of them said to me, like how frustrated you can actually get. So obviously you had the same sort of problems, um, but you left there, and uh, speaking of Epico and the Colognes, you worked in World Wrestling Council. So, what was it like working with them? <laughs> that was awesome. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, like the, the Cologne family is very legendary in pro wrestling, uh, especially yeah. in Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, so, working there because I had been to Puerto Rico with WWE, but I, uh, uh, it was just go do a, do the show and then leave. Um, yeah. But being in Florida, it was like a three-hour flight. It was two two and a half-hour flight, so it was easy. Oh, right. And then what I I fucking loved it there. I loved it there. Yeah. Uh, the fans still believe in it. They still believe That's it's right. real. And <laughs> the the very first thing that they that the very first feud that they had me was against their top babyface was this guy named Ray Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, so he was like their main top babyface of all the whole island. Uh, so they started me off with him, and and they're like, just come in, just do like a Mexico's better than Puerto Rico thing, which it is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Um, like do like this whole like pro Mexico anti Puerto Rico thing, and then I would just go going off on this whole thing on on the whole thing, and then like when we did the first show, they're like, whatever you do, do not go into the crowd. And I had heard the stories about Puerto Rico, you know, I had yeah. heard the stories. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's back in like the eighties. That's bullshit. Nineties. That's whatever. That doesn't exist anymore. No man. Like they they're rabid. Yeah. But the very right before we went out, they're like, don't go into the crowd. So my ass goes into the crowd or like starts getting close to the crowd and then we're, we're brawling out there. Um, and then this old man, and I, I only, only because I caught it on my peripheral that I was able to move out of the way. But this old man, probably like in his seventies, eighties, he stands up and he takes his cane and he just swings it as hard as he can at me. Wow. Uh, and only because I saw him from my peripheral that I was able to move. Uh, otherwise he would have clocked around the head. Uh, that night I, I couldn't leave the arena uh till man like three to two hours later until everybody was wow. gone because there were people outside waiting it was so awesome it was scary but it was awesome like in hindsight yeah. i said it was awesome because they still believed in it um it was great about it over there is like we called most of it in the ring we, we uh and i loved it they're like okay hey um obviously babyface heel he's up you have i don't know 30 minutes okay cool what's the finish uh Figure four. Okay, cool. And then we went and we just worked. We just worked, and I fucking loved it. I loved it because uh, obviously in the states and then all places in Europe, they're like, "Hey, what are we doing? We're doing da 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 da." They have this whole like rosary. Like, all right, cool, all right. Uh, but Puerto Rico is great. I love that experience. Uh, I never had that before. Uh, I've had it many times after, uh, where yeah. I'll go places. It was like, let's just call in the ring. Let's just have fun. Let's just enjoy. Uh, but it was because of Puerto Rico that I was like, I, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. This is work. Awesome. And uh, you made your way back to Mexico, Triple uh, A. So uh, what was it like working there? Uh, I can imagine at this point you had I had done, on the independence, I had done Triple A. But it was one of those, like, it was one of those, it wasn't an official Triple A show. 
it was like a promoter bought the show type yeah. of thing. So I've done those before. Yeah. Um, this is my first time directly under the, the AAA umbrella. Um, I, I, I wasn't even scheduled to be there. I was there for Alberto's brother's wedding. Right. Uh, and Alberto was working a, a match the, the night after. So he's like, hey, do you want to come and hang out? I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, so I was only there to hang out. And then once I was there, Conan saw me and he's like, hey, do you want to do the spot? It's like, oh, fuck. I was like, yeah, oh, so this is uh, this is a way to a, a way to make my debut. Uh, I didn't have my gear or anything because, like I said, I only went for the wedding. Yeah. Uh, so I had my suit. I had my suit, but it was a proper suit, so it was tight. Uh, yeah. Like the ones that were with me, they were loose so I could move, right? Yeah. And um, they come up with the spot, and then they're like, hey, you know, run out there, climb up the ropes, and then do like a drop kick from the top. And I'm telling them, I was like, hey, listen, man, like these pants are tight. Like, they're tight. They're not loose like the ones that were on TV. And they're like, no, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Like, fuck, man. So, like, this whole time I'm, like, dreading it because I could barely go up the steps without having to go sideways because, like, my legs don't get straight because they're tight. Uh, So, sure enough, my dumbass goes. uh, I get to the top rope, and I just fall over. I fall down. (laughs) And, oh, that's lovely. Hi, bye, Sidell. So I did one of those, and then I was there with uh, Tejano Jr. and Pedro Aguayo Jr., uh, you know, rest in peace. And he picks me up, and he's, he's like, he, he just says in Spanish, pendejo, dumbass. And then he pushes me to the rope, he's like, move, because I was supposed to hit a, a dropkick. He goes out, and then I do a dive on him. Uh, he picks me up, throws me to the rope, he's like, move. Uh, and then once I, once I caught on, you catch on what they're doing. So then I move, he's on the outside, and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And then I do the dive. Uh, but that was the only time I ever did anything with him. Because um, then I got, I went to India, and then that was that. Right, cool. And uh, this is probably the last time we'll talk about WWE, but um, they uh, brought Del Rio back, and they teamed up with Seb. So was there any contact about possibly bringing you back, or did they decide no, just no. to do Alberto told me. Alberto had told me that, that he was going back. Uh, I was in India at the time. Right. Uh, I had only been there for like two months or so, three months. I still yeah. had like two, three, I had, I saw like three months ago. Um, so I bet I told me, he's like, hey, just letting you know, uh, talk to the office. Uh, they're bringing me back. I'll see if I can bring you in. And then at first I was like, man, I was so angry at WWE. I was so bitter. Um, yeah. I was like, man, fuck them at the, at the time. I was like, screw them. I don't, whatever. I'm happy yeah. that you're going. I'm happy because he's still my brother. He's still my friend, you know? I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that, that you're able to go. So I'm proud of you. Um, I didn't know at what capacity he was going to be going back as. Uh, so that I, when I saw that they put him with Zeb, I got yeah. even more mad. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> what, what the hell is this shit? This doesn't, this doesn't even, how, yeah. why, how yeah. did it work out? Uh, but I was just happy that he was back. Uh, yeah. I know he needed it. Uh, I was happy he was back. And because he had told me uh, what they were promising him and all sort of stuff. And, so at first I was like, "Cool, that's awesome, man. I'm happy for you." Um, obviously, it didn't happen as you yeah, know, sold, but, yeah. but I mean, uh, now especially when in wrestling, man, very few things happen as you know things are planned. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I was in India at the time, so I, I was fine. I was fine being where I was. I wasn't sad that I wasn't uh, approached. Um, now with NXT India uh, that they're opening up, that's where I'm like, "Hey, man." I saw that. I saw you post it. <laughs> hey, who, opened, who opened that shit up? Uh, 
So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm kind of secretly hoping uh, that they, they, that I get contacted about that. Um, great. Because that's still fame. my baby. India's still my baby. Yeah. And uh, one of the last guys we'll speak about, uh, we haven't mentioned him that much, but Vince McMahon. So did you have much interaction with Vince and what's he like? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, to, to me, he was great. Yeah. Um, to me, he, he's intimidating. Yes, he is intimidating. Obviously, he's oh, a yeah. boss. Yeah. And just his presence, he's intimidating. Uh, but he always appreciated when people would go to him uh, and, you know, with, you know, determined. Uh, I I went up to him so many different times, just either on my own, because uh, I had questions. And then um, I we wouldn't we wouldn't always get our way, but we would all usually come up to like a, a compromise. And that to me was fine, because at least we're listening and then we can work to move together. Uh I know that got me in trouble with certain members of the office eventually because I right. would just go straight to Vince because I got comfortable enough where if I had some kind of a doubt or something, uh, I would just go straight to Vince. But yeah. I wasn't thinking, hey, I'm jumping Triple H. I yeah. was just thinking, <laughs> I'm going straight to Vince and I'm asking him. Uh, especially if I saw him, if, if I saw him down the hallway, I would just ask him, hey, Vince, you know, what do you think of that? Can we do this instead? Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, cool. I didn't think that I was jumping Triple H, so that would get me in trouble. Uh, like, like I said, whatever. When I when they split us up, I knew who it was. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, he was always great for us. He was uh, he was the, the main driving force between Alberto uh, yeah. and what we did. It was it was him, and then this whole thing was his idea. Uh, so I'm I'm thankful for him. I really am. Awesome. And uh, down to the last couple of questions. So uh, I've mentioned to some of my fellow podcasters and uh, listeners that he was coming onto the show and it was all excited. So the three questions they always want to ask people. So we'll start off. What was your favorite road story? I can't tell it on, on here because it'll get uh, some people in trouble. Uh, <laughs> uh, a, a PG, PG. <laughs> it's a PG one. Okay, a PG one. Here's, here's one. Um, yeah. There was one day because when when Torito got hired, he was with us on the road when he first got hired before they found out what they were going to do with him. Um, right. He did his tryout. He did his try with me. Uh, and I want to say in San Jose or Sacramento, uh, he did his try with me. So um, he was with us because he got hired like, immediately right after he got hired uh, after the tryout. And uh, he was with us for a little bit. And then one day we were, because <laughs> Uh, I, I hope that I don't offend anybody, but he, you know, he's proportionate. Uh, he's, he's small, but he's proportionate. Um, yeah. but he looks like a little child minus the face because yeah. he has facial hair and everything. Uh, he looks like Manny Pacquiao. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so one day we, we were doing a live event and we got to the city early. We got there very early. So we're like, we have time to kill. Let's go to the movies. Let's go to the theater. Um, so it was cold. He had his hoodie on and we're like, Let's just see if we can do this. So we, we go, we're like, hey, can we get two adults and a kid? Uh, this is, I mean, this is easy, silly story, but yeah. um, so we pass him on as a kid and I walked in holding his hand as he's like my little son. Uh, <laughs> my little brother. Uh, there's a time we dumped him in the trash bin because he was being annoying. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. We had a lot of fun with him. Uh, that's, cool. that's, that's my son. Cool. And uh, someone said to me, and uh, like I said before, we're not a PG show. You can say whatever you want, but no, I, know. Biggest... I just don't want to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> who was the biggest diva backstage? Man, uh, or woman. <laughs> man, 
not to us, not to us, but Punk had a lot of uh, several moments. Yeah. Punk had several moments, uh, but not never to us. I'll leave it at that. And last question uh, Your favorite rib you've seen someone do Or you've been part of They did it to me uh, right. We were we, I, wanna, I think we were in Mexico, we are coming back We are going through uh, security And then so you know you, in, the, in the little bin You put uh, your wallet, your phone You put all your stuff And then um, uh, when, when I get to Because we had been messing around with each other the whole time The whole tour We had been messing around with each other the whole tour we get through, uh, I get through the security line and I go to pick up my stuff and my wallet is, and passport are missing. My passport and wallet are missing. Yeah. But it, right off the bat, I, I'm looking at the security guys and I'm looking at them because I'm thinking, these motherfuckers took my shit. Um, <laughs> but then it, it all came, came back to me that I was like, oh, somebody, somebody took it. So then uh, I'm trying not to sell it, but I'm, I'm worried because I was like, hey, we're flying back to the USA. I need my passport. Uh, I can't need my passport. I need my passport. Uh, my wallet, whatever. I mean, it sucks. I didn't, I didn't have any cash in there. I mean, I'll just have to cancel my cards and redo them. But my passport, I need my passport. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I get I get brushed up. Uh, we, we sit down, and I'm losing my mind because I'm like, fuck, I need my passport. Uh, <laughs> and then Cody Cody comes up, and he gives me a little note. And he's like, don't sell it. Big Show has it. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay. Yeah, so that, that, that happened to me. Awesome. Cool. Well, Ricardo, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. But before we leave, do you want to tell everyone where they can uh, find you on social media? Uh, so currently still on Twitter, I'm under uh, at RRWD. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram uh, at, R, uh, at uh, J underscore Rodriguez 818. Um, oh. And then there you can see all the videos that I'm posting from, from here in, in Egypt. Uh, you go, you'll find the, the links to the company that I'm working with, uh, PWO Wrestling. Uh, that's it's, it's great for for as far as now with social media, you can see how things are progressing. That not not just yeah. myself, but the students, and then the whole project. It's it's progressing very nicely, and then we have a lot of projects that are coming up that I want to have as many people involved as as we can, whether it's here locally or just out there watching. Um, yeah. So watch us there, and uh, you can still check me out on Cameo if you would like to order one at RRWE. Uh, Snapchat under the same name. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming up. Cool. Sounds great. And uh, NXT India, uh, once you're done with Egypt, I can uh, see you making your way there. So uh, hopefully it happens. But it's been great having you on, Ricardo. We've gone long, but it's been a great interview and loads of great stories. So, uh, yeah, absolutely thankful for you to give me your time. Thank you very much. Hey everyone, thanks for listening, hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to also head over to our YouTube channel where you can watch all our interviews in video format and catch our top 25 countdowns. And if you could like and subscribe, that would be even better for us. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at That90sWrestlingPodcast. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye!